Welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. Each week, your host, Trisha Stutzel, is highlighting people and organizations in our communities that are serving through volunteer work and giving back to make our community, country, and even the world a kinder place to live. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community podcast. My name is Trisha Stutzel, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions and founder of this podcast. I am so excited about the guest that I have on today. I was introduced to her by Amanda Berlin, and if you don't already know her, you should. My new friend, who I have so many connections with, Alyssa Stamp, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Trisha. It's awesome to be here. And yes, shout out to Amanda, who just knows things, because I think the first time we met, we had so many things in common. We didn't know what to do. And we found even more this time. And we already have talked for like an hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's amazing. And we talked a little bit about those connections, even just before we started recording the show this morning. And I'm really excited to talk to you about your organization. So why don't you introduce your organization and tell us a little bit about it and why you got into this particular space? I appreciate that. Yes. um, I co-founded Ensure Equality. It's a 501c3 organization. And our mission is to uplift the voices in the insurance industry that are typically excluded or minimized. And I wish this was a story that I could tell where it was like, you know, we see something and we're going to change it, but it had a little bit of a darker origin than that. Um, Myself, as well as my co-founders have been through some really rough things, really discriminatory practices at the hands of some of the people in the industry. And it's not it's not a judgment on the industry. I mean, we're a 200 year old industry, but the chances of us getting something or getting everything right is very slim. People are going to make mistakes, right? We're human. And that's okay to make mistakes where I think we need a little extra help is coming together to solve a lot of challenges that we're facing right now, whether it's the historically high mergers and acquisitions, right? We're leading the world right now. The U S is in mergers and acquisitions in the insurance industry. We have seen mass attrition, just like every other industry, but we've been experiencing that since before the pandemic. And we also have the most diverse generation in the history of our country coming into the workforce. And we're left looking at ourselves going, have we done all that we could to prepare this industry for this new generation, for this new workforce, or for the world that we inhabit today? And I think the answer is no. And it's not that efforts haven't been made. It's not that individual companies aren't doing it. I think we have an opportunity here and now to build community, um, to call out to your community podcast here. We have an opportunity to come together and say, this is what we want for our industry. And this is what we want for our future. And that's why we exist. So tell me, let's dig a little more into the organization that you've created here. And what are you doing for the community as you start to pull people together? Is it more about educating? Are there other facets to your organization and bringing people together as a community? It's really three-pronged, Tricia. So we're looking at things in different buckets. We're looking at it from accountability. We're looking at it from community. And then we're looking at it from a transparency standpoint. So I'll work through those backwards. If we're looking at transparency, we're asking people if they have a story and they want to tell it, anonymously or not, to do so. 
so we're allowing the space to have that because what we found in our personal journeys is when we were able to tell our stories, everybody reflected back to us, oh my goodness, I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only one that experienced that. And it really did create a community experience. We're also asking companies to sign a pledge to come together to say, this is the type of environment that we want for ourselves and for our workforce. From a community aspect, we're pooling resources and programs and tools together for individuals or for small companies that may not have access to it. So think translation services um, in case you don't speak every language in your community. And then from an accountability standpoint, and this is the part we're super proud of, we built tech that is now award-winning where employees in the industry can come in, fill out a survey, and it reports back on the culture of the company that they work for. And it's not meant to be a watchdog, you're doing things wrong, this is the type of environment. What it's meant to do is say, here's your starting point. Here are the things that are being reflected in your culture, whether you've planned for this or not. Now you have information that you can use and, and move forward with. And for individuals, you can choose a company that reflects the values that you want to work with. And I think that's really impactful right now. Yeah, that's huge. And one of the questions that I had for you when you and I first met was, is, is this all-encompassing large and small companies? What does that look like from your perspective? Well, I mean, as a small business owner and somebody that's starting out tackling an entire industry, of course, the the person inside me wants to go, yes, it's for everybody. Everybody come in. And, <laughs> and of course, there's a space for everybody. Everybody can be on Phoenix. But what I think we found is that the smaller entities, the community-based entities, tech, that's what's been gravitating to us. That's the part of the industry that's been going, this is truly what's needed because this is what we're seeing and this is what we're experiencing. Um, and I think that speaks to what I mentioned before, where the mergers and acquisitions activity has been really, really high and we're losing these community businesses. We really want to see those come back. And I think that's the resurgence that we're starting to see. So yes, we are technically for everyone, but I think the community that we're really serving are those small entities, 100 employees or less, that really truly care about their communities that they live in, that they work for, and the employees that, the, that work for them as well. Absolutely. And right now, specifically focused on the insurance industry, right? So can you Correct. kind of give me what that encompasses as well? Oh my goodness. How much time do we have, Tricia? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Yeah, okay. All right. So insurance, um, as you may or may not know, can hit every part of your life, whether it's your health, uh, driving your car, owning your business, all of these facets are impacted by insurance. So whether or not it's going to the doctor's office or, um, you know, you mentioned you have a pet walking business, there needs to be insurance for that too. So it can impact all of it. And I think one of the things that I'm most excited for that's going to be, I wouldn't say an un unintended consequence, but not our true focus, is that the community around us is now starting to look at insurance and go, oh, I can, I do have options. I can choose my agent or my carrier based on their values or based on how they interact with the community. I don't just have to go based off of the lowest price because it isn't always about that. Sometimes somebody knowing your neighborhood, knowing your needs, know, like from a cultural standpoint, will supersede going to a big box shop and getting a packet and never seeing or talking to that person again. And I think that's the true magic of what we're doing is not just that we're impacting employees across the U.S. and now Canada, 
but also that this conversation is now happening in places where normally if you and I were like, hey, let's talk about insurance, everybody would scatter. Now we can say, look how exciting it is to talk about an industry that impacts literally every facet of our life and we can do something about it. We can start to have an impact in a way that will transcend the everyday life. Yeah. And it really is about that culture, right? That is inside of that industry. That's so important. All right. I want to back up because we talked about insure equality, i.e., right? That is the organization you came here to talk about. And we skirted Phoenix, which I think is a really important tool. So can you talk a little bit more about Phoenix? Yes. Thank you so much. So Phoenix is that accountability piece that I was talking about where uh, employees in the industry can go in and take a 50 question survey and it spits out these results. It's about five minutes. Phoenix was something that we were very intentional when we created, because as I mentioned, myself and my co-founders have all been through really rough experiences in the industry. So our fears were very much built into this in a way that we wanted to protect the people that were taking the survey. We know what it means to, to work for a company that is watching you, is micromanaging you, is gonna look for indicators Uh, to whether or not it's the person that is filling it out is the person that they think it is. So we built something called a safe haven question. So as you fill out the survey, there's certain questions that have a feather next to them. So any question that has a feather next to it is protected and will never be shared. Uh, Our goal is to make this a place where you feel safe and can voice your opinion. Because the only way that we're actually going to be able to move forward as an industry to take information and make it actionable is if we can be truly honest. Um, And I think right now that's what's missing is there's a little bit of a fear factor, fear of retaliation or otherwise that we're missing out on. And thank you for bringing Phoenix back up because it really is a moment for us to say, where are we at now and can we rise above it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that is such an important piece of what you're doing out there with IE, right? I, I just, without that, it's it's kind of heartless, if you will, right? Uh, and really that heart of all of what you're doing is around that data gathering. We've got to have some data to put yeah. in front of people to make a difference, right? Otherwise it's right. just someone talking. And I love that. I think that's fantastic. So let's spend some time talking about how people can get involved, how they get engaged, whether it's you know, giving back time, giving back money. What does that look like for you and your organization? Thank you so much for that. The best place you can go is our website and that's insureequality.org and that's insure with an I. So I-N-S-U-R-E and there's two E's in the middle, .org. Um, So go there, check out our volunteer section, check out our donate section. We have a swag shop that you can purchase from and every single purchase helps us. Um, If you are interested in taking the survey, go to phoenixrise.org. We have a separate URL for that on purpose because we want it to be its own thing. Like you said, it's the heartbeat of it, right? It's so important. It needs to have its own kind of page front and center. So it is run by us. It is our site, but we want it to stand on its own. So to get involved, go to either of those sites. And I would say the biggest help right now is donate. Uh, We are coming up on holiday season like you and I spoke about right before we hit record. And I think there's this kind of shift that everybody's experiencing. We've been through a pandemic together. We've been through a lot together over the past few years. And I think 
it's a little less about what we have under the tree and a, a little bit more about what we're doing for each other. So if you have a thought uh, to help somebody this holiday season, please consider donating and do it on behalf of someone. Do it as a gift for someone that's in the industry and say, look, I want this industry to be better for you. I want it to be better for the people that come after you. And I want it to be better for me too. Because ultimately, if we're serving our employees better, they can serve our community better. And I think that's what this is truly all about. Absolutely. I, As you were talking, I was thinking about the phrase serve with a purpose, right? And there's such a purpose behind it. Now, before we hit record, you were talking about it doesn't have to be a large donation. It doesn't have to be something heavy every single month or even a one-time donation. It could be something even as small as a few dollars a month. Can you talk about that and where that money actually goes in your organization? Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. Right now, we're a fully volunteer organization. So every dollar that's donated is going right back into the programming or the resources or the tools. So if you're donating 25 bucks, it's going to fund another speaker program for a month. We have a phenomenal uh, set of speakers that we pull into. We had a panel on mental health that was huge. If you're donating a larger amount, you're helping us build another line of tech for Phoenix. Um, a larger amount even is helping us fund research so that we can get that information back to carriers or larger agencies so that they can see where the pain points are. Because to your point, that data is really how we start to make this change. And it takes a lot of work and effort and money to gather that and then to disseminate that to the appropriate places. But yeah, to your point, it doesn't need to be 20 bucks or a hundred bucks. If it's $3 a month, that's $3 that we know that we get, that we can, we know that we can keep the lights on and we know that we can keep tools, resources, all of this information going back into the hands of the people that need it. I love that. All right. So as we close, I'm going to ask you to share a good story with me. What's your favorite story to tell? Oh my goodness. I have so many. Um, <laughs> you're putting me on the spot and now my head is swimming. Um, you know what? I, I don't know if this is one is necessarily my favorite, but it's near and dear to me and I'll share it because, um, yeah, it's, it's for me. Right. So mm -hmm. right before the pandemic, I took my partner, my partner, who's now my husband, Kevin overseas, and he's almost completely Irish. Um, I think his grandfather came over and on leap day of 2019, I proposed and he said yes. And it was the coolest, it was the coolest thing I've ever got That's to do so in awesome. my life. And it was incredible. Um, of course, no proposal goes to plan. So I had this whole thing picked out where we were, I, we were gonna go to Blarney Castle and I was gonna like propose right in front, you know, like this whole picturesque, like romantic vision. And the day before everything just went wrong. Uh, work was calling him, the weather wasn't cooperating, um, our transportation canceled. And so I waited till after midnight and I bugged him and I said, hey, Kevin, will you, will you check the clock? And he checked it and it was after midnight. And I said, all right, get up. So I've got my retainer and my hair is up <laughs> when I still had hair, um, you know, I'm in pajamas and I have the watch because I propose with a watch and I get down on one knee and I propose and we are our messy chaotic selves and it couldn't have been more perfect. So That's I have amazing. a thousand stories I love, but that one to me is the dearest. I love that. That's fantastic. I love people who have those kinds of relationship stories where it wasn't picture perfect and it was just the way it was. When my husband proposed to me, it was supposed to be on the beach in Hawaii at sunset. 
and well, it was cloudy and raining. So yep. we were <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's still that's still a massive silver lining. But yeah. yes, I've never heard a proposal go story go perfectly to plan. And you know what? I think that's part of the magic of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's the magic that you bring to your organization as well, right? Not everything has to be perfect right now. We're working to make things better. And I love this story that you have of IE. Would you please give our listeners uh, one more time contact information where they can find you? Of course, uh, please go to insurequality.org or phoenixrise.org and find me on LinkedIn. I know, Tricia, you're going to have some information available for listeners, but please do find me, connect with me on LinkedIn. I try to be active. We're happy to include you any way that you want to be included. I love that. Thank you so much again for being with me today. I will have all of the contact information as well as information about Alyssa in the show notes below, as well as in the comments inside of social media. Thank you again for being with me today. I appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And that concludes this week's podcast, Serving the Community. 